Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Maver Trier with Longhorn Fab Shop. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Live. At UCC 2018. Um, Already. Already our first guest, Manfred. How the hell are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I, I'm doing better now that you're here since you are a returning rock star of our yes. podcast. Yes. Dude, I'm just doing good because it's sunny out. It is. Forget him being here, man. It's beautiful. <laughs> we, we had been staring at the weather for this show for like the last three weeks. Yeah. Every day, looking at like hour-by-hour analysis, uh, talking about cumulonimbus clouds and all sorts of bullshit. You don't even know how bullshit. to spell that. Oh, no, no. I can't, can't even say it. There's no way I could spell it. And we might have to redo this. No, we're good. Uh, <laughs> so so now to come out and have it be 75 degrees and sunny Gorgeous. and just beautiful outside. It in is In the beautiful nice. state of Indiana. Now, Manfred, you are not pulling a truck or competing with a truck today. Why is that? That's a great question. I don't have that kind of money, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> You're smart. You're smart. So honest. I love it. Do you have a booth here it. today? We have a booth out okay. here. It's uh, booth C11. Um, being from the Midwest, we knew to come prepared, so we brought a tent. So rain, shine, cold, hot. Yeah. If it turns cold, we have heaters and propane in the tray oh, where we'll move into the, the tra- into the tent. We've got carpet down, lights up. Very yeah, cool. It doesn't mean a pop-up tent. No, no, like, no. It's, a it's a full blow-up. All the way around the tent. BD Diesel's at the line. Launch. Ooh, good launch. And then he's pedaling. Still coast faster than a normal truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got this. I think we're going to see a lot of these test hits early in the morning. Oh, for sure. And if somebody doesn't like it, they're just going to get out of it and coast down. That's pretty much the standard. Yep. Uh, Keep okay. it together. Yeah. No, Keep it together. It. That's it. We talked to a lot of competitors about what their strategy was, and every single person said, well, you got to make all three events. Right. Right? Uh, Manfred, from your side of the fence, working with a lot of built trucks and a lot of sled pull trucks out there, what do you think is going to be the big challenge that these uh, competitors haven't been willing to talk about? I think it's always coming down to sled pulling. That's really? the hardest. That's the hardest on the trucks. Um, I think you can. It's hard to find a good sled puller. It's not something that you can really practice for without really hurting the truck. Right. Um, it's hard to rent a sled out and get. You can. You can kind of go to every Wednesday or Thursday or whatever your test and tune is at a local yep. track. You can make test passes. You can do the test hits. You can get out on an empty street and you can hit the truck. Yep. Dinos, you can find a dyno everywhere, but finding a sled that where you can just sit for hours and hours and hours and pull and then um, and get that practice in, that's hard. And then the track conditions change. It, was, it changes yep. a little bit on a track, but you can you can ask for a different track prep and you can kind of feel your way through it. But on clay, you don't know what you're getting, where yeah. the clay came from, just in our local area yeah. on the circuits. Right. The guys know, man, this track halfway down is soft. You know, you got to – but then on the, if you start on the one side and you get down there, um, you're going to have to kind of veer the truck or tractor over the other yeah. side because it starts soft or gets hard and, and vice versa. So you never know what the track is. You never know what's underneath the track once they start going. So that's a, that's a tough one, I think. Yeah, definitely a different dynamic. You know, we have guys from all over the country here and in Canada. You know, so the ground's definitely different, you know, all around. Yep. I'm sure you deal with that, you know, with customers and things like that. So that's, I agree. I think that's a big challenge that no one's ever really uh, discussed with all of our interviews. Well, also UCC, this is not a regular sled pull track. Uh, last year, they actually dug out a sled pull track. So okay. they actually went out, uh, moved some earth around, set it up, squared it up, made sure everything was good and level, scraped it. Uh, we did have a rainstorm last year, Saturday night, Sunday morning, right before the pulls. So they had to go out and scrape it again, clear the water off. This year, it's on the circle track, uh, which I've been to quite a few poles on a circle track, and my personal experience is a lot more gravel. 
Oh, yeah. And that's that's kind of what I'm worried about. Now, I have not gone out to put eyes on where we're going to be right. sled pulling on Sunday. But uh, if there's gravel, I think that's going to change a lot of plans for a lot of guys. Even guys like Tony Burkhart, who are hardcore sled pullers, right. probably one of the only hardcore sled pullers at oh the event my. this year. That thing lit he just and sent took it. off. He didn't care. That, that was, was impressive. Yeah. That's somebody who may only have to make one pass right there. Wow. Sorry, guys. As that, we're talking, we're, we're sitting seating. looking out the window watching drag racing and dynoing going on while we're doing these interviews. It's hard to focus. It, it is. is. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to focus listening to Paul on a good day, and I'm sitting there like, I have something to look at it. I can block them out all together. Win-win. Uh, yeah, no, but the sled pull track, I think, is going to be a real tough one for everyone. Um, I also think, like, last year, the drag strip ate up a lot of trucks. A lot yeah. of guys did not make it past this drag yep. strip. I think you're going to see a lot slower times this year on the drag strip. I you think, think people are going to dial it back? I, Nobody's going to try to beat back. the vibe? They've got to... Unless unless you've made test passes somewhere else and you know you got a guaranteed number to beat him, why waste a truck? Yeah. At that I mean, point? there's so many NHRDA racers here, though. I mean, that's true. Uh, if they, if yeah, Chris, but this is one Chris event. Budahar, You'll know the guys that know event. they can beat him. The right. guys that have made a test pass and know they can beat his time or get close, they're going to try to inch up onto him and I think hope that something happens and he can't make a good pass uh, or can't get the truck to hook. But they got a sticky track this year. Yep. It's warm out. The sun's out. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's hot. You, it's humid. It's thick. if you don't know you can beat it. It's a risky move to yeah. send that thing and, and bust an input or snap a crank or anything else, or you get a truck to shutter, and yeah. you may or may not come I, out. I mean, I'll just say, looking at the looking at the the passes so far, he's already a second ahead of the next guy. Yeah, like, that, that that's just right out the gate. Yeah, so, we're an hour into the day. I mean, but already then, a second, a second that's huge. That, and that's, that's where a I lot. wonder. I wonder, like uh, personally, I mean, whoever is out there in the lead, I mean, you got to imagine that they're just going to sit back and wait for somebody right. to beat them, right? Right, and then decide, okay, I'm going to go make another pass. Yeah. Keep in mind, the track's open for 12 hours right. today. That's strategic, though, too. Yeah, I mean, and Levon's proven that they do things in a strategic manner. Right, so. right. And we're also, I think, uh, some of the guys who maybe haven't got out to make that first test hit this morning. Right. The track gets hotter in the afternoon. That's eh, not always better. Sure. You know? Oh, yeah. It just depends on how that truck's set up. Yeah. And timing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember LeVon last year made that first couple passes, put up some good numbers, and just parked the truck and sat and watched. And someone inched in closer. And they just unloaded the truck again, rolled out, <laughs> rolled a number, and rolled her right back in the trailer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, okay, Manfred, what do you got in the booth? What did you guys bring this year? So we brought a full uh, frame that displays all the parts already bolted onto the frame. Um, so people can see exactly how things bolt together, where they mount, um, how everything works. You can Everything's kind of stripped off the frame, so you can look around it, look underneath it. Um, we have our normal traction bar set up. We have sled pulling hitches on there that bolts into the rear member of the truck. Um, on the, uh, we did bring the, so we actually have the UCC 2018 wow. engine stand. It's the trophy for the engine builder of that the winning truck. Really? So whoever is the winning truck, whoever built that engine gets the engine stand. No shit. That's so really cool, man. The retail, the way it's set up, um, it's got uh, a two inch main shaft. It has different adapters. It comes in a wheel round version. Um, that takes up like 48 by 48 square foot or uh, inch section of your shop. If you want to condense it down. Um, that front nose actually unbolts from the adapter and it uh, is welded to a 20 inch um, three-quarter inch plate that bolts down to the shop so if you're someone that builds engines you want a good engine stand but you want to take up a bunch of shop space or roll it around all the time you literally it takes up a 20 inch diameter circle when everything's uh, de- like the adapters are detached off of it and just sits bolted down in the concrete in the corner of the shop and you just we bolt the adapters up to it forklift the engine up to the engine stand bolt it in the engine stand 
and then you have a fully functioning gearbox on it rotates both directions oh wow um if so it's in a gear it's in a worm gear setup so you don't get a lot of backlash through the motor right if you stop it it pretty much stops wherever um if you were uh in theory if you were to want to really hold on a motor or torque it down and you were putting a lot of pressure on it for a long period of time worm gears can back feed really slow um, so we do have the controller we have has a DC brake on it. So the motor will actually lock up and hold the worm gear so it won't rotate at all. No shit. Um, so yeah, the retail on this one's like, uh, the way we have it decked out, obviously it's decked out for the, the engine builder and everything. So it's got all the good stuff. So it's a little over $4,000 for the <laughs> engine stand, but the engine builder gets it. And that's not something that everyone would have to have. We, right. We're going to have hand crank options for them. And, um, obviously, it's got the it's got a really really nice two coat powder job on it, and all the bells and whistles for the guys. Um, so they're going to be for the normal shop. They're going to be able to get into an engine stand for less than three thousand dollars that they could swing um, the, a fully dressed Duramax engine or a Cummins or a Power Stroke or whatever. So the idea is that the motor can be fully dressed, um, and we even do the adapters so that on the Duramaxes on like the newer trucks you can't put the you can't put the manifolds in once the engine's in the truck. So mm -hmm. you can go as far as manifolds up pipes all the coolant system the starter um if we pull them out ahead of time but you could bolt it all up you could run the motor off of the stand if you wanted to wow. it's all side mount and clear so we put a lot of time into it um so we have one on display which is and it's rotating so anytime you have something spinning in the booth yeah. people just stop and stare <laughs> give so me true. your money I don't, I, don't know. I don't know what to do you're like you all right and they just shake their head uh -huh. <laughs> i love it that's awesome i love it Cool, man. Uh, any competitors or qualifiers you're excited to see uh, go at it today? We've sent a lot of traction bars out. Um, qualifiers we're really excited about is uh, Holly Rock. Um, Holly Rock last year spun an entire axle underneath their truck, something oh we God. had never seen before on a, with a set of bars. Um, at that point, there's so much carnage, it's impossible to tell what failed. Right. It actually stripped, so there's a leaf spring perch on the, on the axle. Um, it's about uh three eighths to half inch just kind of depends on where you measure it the way they're bent and welded on there it actually stripped those off the axle oh my god so we weren't taking any chances this year we went ahead we built an ultimate series over the uh ultimate series traction bars over the off season um we designed them to fit almost every truck they're really uh they're really popular the third and fourth gen dodges because they have such weak u-bolts in the back right um and they're flipped the wrong direction to do our standard u-bolt setup uh bolt-on traction bars so with this setup, we actually flip the U-bolts and go, they're three quarter inch U-bolts that flip down, and then it's a three eighths plate and a rear bracket that goes underneath the axle. Oh, so no shit. It's built for, specifically for the Dodges, but you can you can put it on a Duramax, you can put it on the Fords. Um, comes with U-bolts, the brackets and everything. So we got that out on the Holly Rock truck this year. Um, we had all the U-bolts, we have a manufacturer that's close to us that does high volume U-bolts. And uh, I sent in the drawing for him, and he I got a phone call back, and he was like, hey, uh, these are kind of expensive. I don't know if you really need three-quarter inch. Um, he's, he's like, you know, going to a 5.8 is, is plenty. It's more than you're ever going to need. And you know, I was like, listen, you don't understand. <laughs> uh, so I sent him a few videos of, of, of UCC last year. I sent him a couple pictures of the Holly Rock truck. And he's like, all right, three-quarter it is. <laughs> we'll get those made. So they're three-quarter inch U-bolts. It's, it's, uh, it's hard to tell until you actually see one, hold one in your hand, how big a three-quarter inch U-bolt is. But it, it's, they're massive. So that's yeah. what's on the Holly Rock truck this year. Um, we got them a brand new set of um, the thickest DOM we could possibly get and still thread a rod end into it. <laughs> uh, so we, we're not taking any chances this year with that truck and really hope that they were making such a good pass last year on that. And oh, like yeah. we talked about the sled pull, you never know how it's going to hook. You know, some guys play the tire speed game where they break them loose right out of the gate and then yeah. they're just moving dirt. Um, some guys play, you know, a slower rotation and really try to get the tire to hook and bite. 
Um, that truck was a combination of both. They had wheel speed and it it bit and it bit hard. <laughs> also, no and, experience. Right. I mean, that's the thing. You know, you're <laughs> drag racing so and <laughs> yeah, and around us, you know, nitrous isn't a thing. Yeah, you know, no, that's nobody. no one's running nitrous. Dirty words. Yeah, you can't run that. Yeah. And then. Um, and now you got guys trying to spray and sled pull. I mean, that's all. And it's if, if no one's ever sled pulled before, um, there is a lot going on. It's it's only 300 feet, but there is a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then you throw up a lockup box. You're trying to manage what your gears or what gear you're in. If it's a manual truck, you're trying to you're trying to work that clutch to get off the line. And then you throw nitrous in there on top <laughs> of it. I mean, it's that's a lot. And then you yeah. have to stay in a 30 foot wide lane. Right. So. And the sled's pulling you everywhere else, and the, the box is moving, the track condition's changing. I mean, at least, you know, in other events, once you kind of get the truck rolling and you can and you get Point. her straightened out, yeah. you're good. But this, it's like a whole 300 foot, and you're pedal to the floor. So yeah, it's 300 foot at 30 miles an hour while making over 1,000 horsepower. Yeah. But like and, you said, it's just, there's a lot of shit. And the motor's not leaving anything on the table. I mean, it is. The turbos are up. The nitrous is on. The converters are locked up. I mean, it is it's hard on the truck it's hard mm. on the driver and then it all happens so fast and everyone's like oh man you should have went to the left side you should have went to the right side it's like jeez man you should sounds like you should drive go drone truck how's that sound i love it well manfred thank you so much for coming up and joining us today uh anybody you want to give a shout out to for the show um, just everyone here. I mean, these guys, the competitors for sure. We all have booths set up here, and most of the uh, competitors have a small booth set up, um, so they're not really bringing in a lot of income from these shows, but they're showing out a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I made a post earlier about these guys um, that these are the guys, they're a different breed. Yeah. Like, they are, uh, they'll come out here, most of us, you know, you hear a funny noise, you see fire, you see whatever, the truck shakes, and you're going to let out of it, and you're the guy, like, the rest of the day, like, leaning forward towards the dash, like, what's that? What's that? Yeah. You hear that? <laughs> that sounds kind of funny. These guys, man, the flames start coming, the motor starts shaking, and they don't care. They just, yeah. they lay that throttle down, both hands on the wheel, and just let it eat. Say their Hail so, Marys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. That's what they do. They, yeah. hope the, they hope the firewall holds up and the legs stay in the front, and, and the body keeps all the parts in. Uh, from the crowd and, and they send it and that's that's what we're all here for us what we all enjoy we enjoy making the parts to for these guys to run and um, you know we couldn't ask for a better show so Absolutely. it's well put together it's it's running smooth and we got a full crowd already and that people are supposed to be at work so i don't know what job they have but <laughs> they're out here walking around buying stuff that, already yeah, so i think that every day talking to guys you know it's like don't you work you know nine to five yeah. is that normal these days yeah. i don't know yeah and it's cool and it's cool I, the these people are if they're here right and it's friday they've taken off work for yeah. this like oh, this is yeah. a commitment they've paid good money for tickets it's yes. a hotel it's uh you know it's the food it's right. the commute it's the airplane it's the camper it's all this stuff and these people show up for this yeah. right and that's a pretty cool and uh, amazing feeling to see that people are willing to take time out of their life to see our booth to see the parts to see the competitors yeah so it's a pretty cool feeling so it's it's i'm pretty blessed and and uh, excited about it well that's awesome well thank you so much for joining us and uh letting our listeners have a little insight into what it looks like over at longhorn fab job thank you you guys have a good day